For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here you go. Here you go. Four. Nothing personal word of the day. It is Thursday, June 1st. Rabbit, rabbit. First day of the sixth month of the 23rd year of the 2000 millennium. No, I think the millennium starts in, night, in 2001. So maybe it's the 22nd year. Maybe it's the 23rd year. Who cares? Four. That's all I care about right now because the NBA Finals starts tonight. We've been waiting. I feel like we've been waiting forever. The Denver Nuggets have not played a game in six weeks. They try to simulate. I was going to say they try to stimulate. They try to simulate live action competition. They play five on five. They dress up. I wonder if Brendan Malone dresses up. Coaches dress up. Maybe they bring back Alex English. Try to see if they can get a sweat going, get some competition going. Media, they got Jokic talking to the media. It is absolutely brutal to have such a huge weight. Mike Malone, God damn it, Coca, four, eight, six, nine. Coach Mike Malone of the Denver Nuggets, I keep calling him Brendan Malone because Brendan Malone is his father who was the assistant coach for so long with the Chicago Bulls, but it's his son, Mike Malone, who is the coach of the Denver Nuggets, trying to figure out how to keep your team sharp. It is a very interesting question that will start to be answered tonight at about 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And the question is, is it better to have a layoff or is it better to come in hot the way the Heat are? And I mean come in hot as a double entendre. They're coming to Denver having, having they just played a seventh game in Boston, a huge emotional roller coaster of a conference finals. They land. I love the fact that they have no time to do anything. You get to Denver, you're right out on the court, you're meeting the media, and it's game time. They, they played on Monday. They had two days off. It's like regular season scheduling. Whereas the Nuggets have been off since last week, having swept the Lakers. Who has the advantage? How do you overcome it? We would in baseball, it's, this is a funny one. What you try to do to keep a team sharp when you have long layoffs in baseball is you do live batting practice, which means you put an umpire behind the plate, you put an actual hitter in the box, you have pitchers there without a screen and you're actually throwing and you do counts, you do simulated games. That's always a good one when the medical reporter, when people announce to you, John James, played a simulated game today, had five at-bats. It's not that they're on some sort of console. They're actually in the batter's box. They're swinging, but they could bat first every inning or they could have 10 strikes or 10 balls or a pitcher could stand there for 20 pitches, whether there's one out, three outs, or 10 outs. They'd get their 20 pitches in. Simulated 
is not real. I'm sorry to all the people who play all the simulation, simulated games for all the people who love their computers, love the computer simulations that say the Celtics will win 97% of the simulations. So therefore the Celtics are gonna win. You cannot in any way replicate game day action. You can't replicate game day sweat. You can't replicate game day adrenaline. You can't replicate game day nerves, none of it. So the Nuggets will take the court tonight in the Mile High City. And I believe that they've got more pressure on them than the Miami Heat, not because they're favored by three to one, because Jokic is the centerpiece of a team that until he wins a title, he is simply a most valuable player. He is not in the conversation for the greatest of all time. He's not in the conversation for anything other than a most valuable player who gets you triple doubles, who you cannot believe his skills as a passer, rebounder, shooter, his touch around the basket, his grace, which sometimes looks graceful and sometimes doesn't. It's not like the Giannis Euro step, but he is subject to a career or a life without rings until now. So the pressure that he has, whether he says it or not, is that if you're gonna build a resume to be amongst the best, you need rings. And you can give me all the arguing you want, and I can talk to you about Patrick Ewing, I can talk to you about Charles Barkley, I can talk to you about Andre Dawson. I can do all of the things that I do telling you that there are players who are amongst the best of all time in the Hall of Fame, but if they don't have rings as players, they are not allowed to be in the conversation when you are talking about the tip of the top. If Jokic wins a ring this season on top of two MVPs, which should have been a third, and then he gets to defend his title next year, and then he wins another title and starts to work a Steph Curry-like run, which the Nuggets are in position to do, the conversation will not just be about LeBron and Jordan and Kobe and Curry. Jokic will be in that conversation. That's a lot of pressure. The Heat go into it saying, hey, Jimmy Butler had one of the great baller moves of all time when he wouldn't hold the Eastern Conference Championship trophy. And he said, I'll wait for the big one. That's like not wanting to hold up the pennant trophy, which was my favorite one. Side note, winning the pennant was more fun than winning the World Series. That will sound totally crazy to you, but I can only tell you that's how I actually felt. And I wasn't alone in that. There were other top executives who felt the same thing. Winning the pennant, going to the World Series, that feeling, there, there was nothing like it in Wrigley Field. So I get why players are fine and love celebrating winning the conference final. So when Jimmy Butler totally scoffed at the Eastern Conference trophy saying, just wait. That's an example of a player saying, hey, I'm not satisfied. Get me four more, I want the title. Unfortunately, he's gotta go through Denver where while they had an answer for Giannis who was hurt, they had an answer for Horford who's not Giannis. They had an answer for Tatum who was hurt. They had an answer for Brown who couldn't shoot. An answer for Jokic who doesn't have bad games. It's not like there's a possibility that Jokic will come out tonight and shoot four of 17 and have nine points, six rebounds and two assists. That doesn't happen. 
where you see Jimmy Butler once in a while give you a four for 15 or Bam do a four for 15 or Tatum or Brown, you're not going to see it with Jokic. Totally anecdotal because Coca is going to get in my ear and say, David, five times this year, Coca will tell me that Jokic shot six for 20. I bet you that if you go game by game, which you're not going to do during the show, although some of you will do while listening to the show, you will come up with a few games where that happened. And I'll say, whatever, it's not going to happen in the finals. As a matter of fact, if you can wager on Jokic averaging a triple-double in the finals, find a way to do it because it's going to be done. So when your best player is Jokic on one side and your best player is Butler on the other, where is the advantage in that? Do the Miami Heat ride this wave of upsets, beating the number one seed, beating the number two seed, feeling as though that they find a way to get it done? That playoff Jimmy is the best version of himself. Playoff Jimmy is like playoff Carlos Beltran. All of a sudden he is this superhuman, I really care, I'm not a selfish player, my teammates love me, let's go ahead and win a championship, Jimmy Butler. That's all fine and good until you play a team that is not better than you on paper, they're better than you on the court. I love the drive. I love the fact that the Heat have a chance to do something with, get ready, Reggie, I wanna bring in Reggie Miller here. I don't really have Reggie as a guest because I don't have guests. But I wonder how many times Mike Breen and Stan, and uh, sorry, <clears throat> how many times Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, the announcers for the finals, are going to tell us that the Heat are winning with undrafted players. I've done the segment, not doing it again. It doesn't matter to me that they're undrafted players. Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, these are productive players who are winning games for the Heat by shooting as well as they're shooting. If they can find four more games to shoot 50% or more from three, this will be a long series. I think that if the Heat shoot 50% from three, it won't guarantee them winning. That's how good the group is of Porter Jr. and Caldwell Pope and Gordon and Murray and Jokic. I'm not sure that 14 of 28 from three even gets you a win. The mentality of going into the Mile High City from now through Sunday is get one of the two. You know that's what you do when you're a road team. Miami's been really good about getting one of two in every series they've played. Good at getting game one of every series they've played. Is it possible they'll catch Denver a little bit anxious? Yes. A little bit raw? Yeah. Is it possible the Nuggets will come out a little rusty? All of that is possible. The Heat need to take advantage of that fact. However, the makeup of the Nuggets is such that when you've got a player like Jokic, and I'm gonna keep saying the name, when you have a player like Jokic, his game doesn't get rusty. He's not a rhythm player. He's the guy who when the play breaks down, he finds a way to find the open man who's cutting to the basket. Rust doesn't impact that. He's the guy who takes the step back three when you think there's no way he's gonna hit it, and then he hits it. That's not a rust situation. He's the guy who's got a touch around the basket with his size where he gets offensive rebounds and putbacks. That's not rust. Rhythm is what gets disrupted by time off. When I look at the Nuggets play, I don't think rhythm. I think greatness. I think execution and those things will not suffer from any time off. 
Eric Spolster is one of the top coaches in the league. Mike Malone's one of the top coaches in the league. There is no advantage on either side because as far as I'm concerned, and I talked about this on a show I did yesterday, was it on Nothing Personal or one of the uh, radio shows I did yesterday? It's not like players are going up and down the court looking at their bench the way they did in the 90s, looking to see what play the coach is calling. Two up. Remember when coaches would do that or they'd call plays? Often it's just run down the court, drive, draw the defense, and then kick out for an open three. I'm not sure what play that is. You don't need pitch calm for that. You don't need fingernail polish for that. You just need execution. So four is the number, and it starts tonight. If you've got the time, you may want to check it out because it's a great story either way. The Nuggets winning is a great story. They've never won a championship, and they've had some great teams. You're going to hear names during the course of this playoff. You're going to get full screens when ABC is working on their full screens, which is what the graphics that you see during a broadcast. I will bet you a dollar. We can even do an official wait to see, and I don't know how we're ever going to know if it's true, Coca, because we'll have to watch every second of every game. But there will be a full screen where you will see the name Dan Issel and Alex English. It's going to happen. I promise. There may even be a Kiki Vandaway sighting. How great would that be? How do I see this series playing out? People have been calling and basically saying that the Heat have no chance. That's what Vegas is saying. That's what the experts are saying. I think they're probably right. I'm going to say that my way to see is that Jokic will be the MVP. That was a way to see from May 16th. I told you Jokic would be the finals MVP. That was before. I don't think they've been off since the 16th, Coca. So I'm going to say that was during a previous series, which is pretty cool that I came up with that. So that wait to see is still in play. And my second wait to see on this series is the Denver Nuggets will win this series in five or six games. Now, an official wait to see has to be one of the two I've got to choose. So here I go. Denver Nuggets win this series in five games. That doesn't mean it won't be competitive. It means that's how much better the Nuggets are than the Celtics. That's how much better the Nuggets are than the Bucks. And that is my view of the Nuggets having running into a team that is lucky and playing well and feels as though they've got this, that it's the underdog story, that they're going to be the first eight seed to ever win. But for the Heat to win four out of seven times against the Nuggets, NGTH, baby. But it gets started tonight. I am not feeling perfectly right now. Coke, I don't want to take a break right now because we still have to do a story or two. I was up. Have you ever done this when you wake up in the middle of the night, which I do, unfortunately, almost every night, and then I'm up for the night, but I'm trying to be quiet because I'm trying to be respectful just of life. And so the first thing I do is look at my phone, which is not smart. And I had a text from Lebetard where... I started texting and needed to respond about some stuff that I was talking about nothing personal today and some stuff that may come up if I go on the local hour today. But I did it, I was texting in a way where I was leaning on my arm while texting, which is completely ridiculous because I expected only to be looking at my phone for a minute and then it ended up being 25 minutes and all of a sudden I pulled a muscle in my neck. And I don't know what to do about it. I took a hot shower. I ran six miles thinking that would help. That didn't help. And that was at 4.30 in the morning. And then I did a long, I just, I, I literally can't move my neck, Coca. If you're watching this on Nothing Personal with David Sampson, if someone drops something 
and startled me to my right side and I had a quick do a turn to the right, I wouldn't be able to do it. Any suggestions out there, put them in the chat, nothing personal with David Sampson or DM me at David P. Sampson. I don't know if I need Advil or if I need something stronger, maybe a heating pad, maybe a massage. I need something. I'll tell you what else I need. I need to tell you what's going on with Rob Manford. I mean, that's not the greatest transition in the world, I grant you, but this next topic, not just interested me and Coca, but also one of you. You know what I want? <laughs> I wanna talk to Samson. So you wanna talk to Samson. Get in my Twitter, David P. Samson. One of you tweeted at me, and I'm embarrassed to tell you I didn't know until you tweeted it or DM'd me. There's a half-baked two coming out. I had no idea. I am nervous. I'm gonna have to see it, of course, but I'm concerned that even fully baked, it's gonna be only half as good as half-baked. There's a character there named Samson, and he wants to be spoken to. So get in my Twitter and speak to me. Ask me a question. It may make the show. David, it's a good start. Rob Manford said yesterday that MLB will make sure teams get 80% of their TV money. You discussed this today, in parentheses, sick yesterday. I added that because it was yesterday, not today, but the question came the day that I talked about it, which was yesterday. Does this change your mind about the impact on signing players for teams whose broadcast gets taken over by MLB? Well, thank you for asking. Let me tell you what happened. Rob Manford had to fuel up the private jet, put on some cowboy boots, maybe some spurs, maybe a gallon bucket hat, get himself to Houston and testify. In the old days when Bud Selig was the commissioner, we would do anything in our power to stop him from testifying because you just never knew what he was gonna say. When Rob Manford testifies, he's a lawyer. He started off as a labor lawyer. You put him on the stand, you've got complete comfort that he's not gonna lose it. He's gonna stay on message, stay on point, not get personal and everything's gonna be fine. He takes the stand and all of a sudden it became a grudge match. Here's the case, here's what's happening. If you just woke up and you're brand new to nothing personal, you may not be aware that the owner of a bunch of regional sports networks, a company called Bally, Bally's, has filed for chapter 11 reorganization. That means they're bankrupt. It doesn't mean they have no money. It means that they're trying to reorganize, which means they're trying to eliminate some of their obligations that are contractual, and they're trying to not pay the full amount that they've agreed to pay some teams, but they wanna keep broadcasting those teams' games. But baseball is saying, and the NBA and NHL get there too when their regular season starts up again, if this reorganization isn't complete, baseball is saying, pay me my money down. Pay me my money down. Little Bruce Springsteen for you on a random June 1st in June. But what Diamond Sports is saying, we want to relook at these contracts because what we offered to pay these teams and agreed to pay these teams way back when we signed these deals, the world has changed. And the world has changed to the point where we only wanna pay him half. People are cutting their cord. We need streaming rights. Without streaming rights, we can't make this work and we're just gonna go bankrupt and not pay anything. But we're willing 
to see if maybe we can agree to an adjustment, but any sort of adjustment will have to come with the streaming rights. So there is a court case where a judge, a reorg judge who gets assigned to the case has to decide whether or not he is willing, the judge, to re pinpoint what the rights fees will be for a particular team. Baseball is saying, no, I don't want you to recalculate the value of this deal. The value is what's here on a piece of paper. We have a contract. Diamond Sports says, yeah, but we're in chapter 11. We're reorganizing. So ignore the contract. We're starting over. This is different than what's happening with the San Diego Padres. I told you yesterday, the Padres have a joint venture. They own equity. I told you yesterday, the Marlins have a joint venture. They own equity. That is outside of the bankruptcy proceeding. If those rights fees are not paid in those deals in a timely fashion, and they're not paid during the cure period, MLB can take back the rights, start broadcasting the games. That's what they did with the San Diego Padres starting yesterday's game. And I told you the Padres are gonna have a problem. The problem is they're not gonna be able to replace all of their money. And I told you that baseball may take advantage of that fact, trying to get less money to the Padres so they lower the payroll because they're so irresponsibly high and they're losing money. Rod Manford testified and said, here's our plan. We told the teams no matter what, we will backstop them to 80% of their expected revenue. Their expected revenue, MLB knows, the Regional Sports Network knows, and anybody knows where there's been a leak. If you're expecting $60 million from your RSN and you're the Padres, what baseball said is, we will give you up to 80%. Is this sounding familiar from yesterday? The 80% of 60 million is 48 million. Where does baseball get the 48 million? They're gonna get it from charging people for streaming rights of Padres games on MLB.com. They're gonna get it from selling Padres games to local cable providers the same way a regional sports network did. And then they're gonna make up the difference out of their central fund. The central fund in baseball is money owned by all 30 clubs. That means you got it that 29 clubs are financing any amount of money that goes to a team to get it to its 80% level. You think the Yankees or the Marlins or the Guardians are happy to be sending extra central fund money to the San Diego Padres? Nope, they are not at all. Do you think that the Major League Baseball and their new broadcasting department under Billy Chambers has been able to get to 60 million for the Padres? Without the rights fee? Absolutely not. Do you think they're able to get to 48 million? Absolutely not. Which means that baseball is covering an amount of money to the Padres that is everybody else's money. And it still means the Padres are $12 million short. So this is not a small deal. Guaranteeing 80% to teams, that works for now but it certainly doesn't work forever. So if you think that teams are not going to adjust their payrolls because MLB will not make them whole and now they're telling you that the best you're gonna get is 80% whole, then you're simply not understanding basic economics. Basic economics say that when you have projected revenue that falls short, you've got to cut your expenses because you're not willing to go into debt or into greater losses. That's how rational people would act. Is it possible that the Padres are not rational? 
You're damn right it is. Is it probable that other teams will be rational? Yes, they will. So does this change my mind about the impact on signing players? No, absolutely not. There will be an impact. And we got insight when Rob was on the stand as to how serious this fight is with Diamond Sports. The chairman of Sinclair, once the deal got finished, you remember when Fox sold all the RSNs to Sinclair. Sinclair completely overpaid. MLB actually tried to buy all of these networks from Fox, could not get a deal done. Sinclair gets them all, they go into hock in order to get them. Can't afford to pay the debt service on the debt. That's when they knew they had a problem and that's when they started the road toward chapter 11 bankruptcy reorganization. Chairman of Sinclair walks into New York, has a meeting with Mom, Rob Manford, goes into his office, looks around and says, hey, Rob, how you doing? Rob said, hey, what's going on? Any ideas? What do you want to do here? And the chairman said, I've got an idea. I want to get the streaming rights to all your teams. Because if I had the streaming rights, then I'd have a way easier time monetizing and making up the difference between all the people cutting their cords and all the subscription revenue that I have lost because people are no longer paying their cable bill and no longer can I count on people paying for games that they're not watching. That's a problem because I paid your teams on the assumption I could charge people who don't give a flying rat's pituitary gland about the teams. We used to love that model. It's the greatest model ever. Have other people pay for what you like. Hell yeah. Rob Manford looked at Mr. Smith and said, Mr. Smith, thank you for coming from Washington. But all I can tell you is that Mick Jagger said it and I'll say it to you. You can't always get what you want. You can try sometimes, but you just might find you get what you need. I wonder whether Rob actually sung the Rolling Stones song to Smith. I would think not. I think the way the meeting went was something like this. Hey, uh, Rob, we're gonna need the stream rights. No, Rob, I, we really need to talk about stream rights. No, listen, if I can get all 30 teams streaming right, no. But you don't understand, this is part of how I'll keep rugged. No, you're not letting me, no. That's how Rob is. When he knows that he's a no, he doesn't have time. He doesn't suffer fools gladly. He's not gonna take the time to actually hear an argument. He just said, no, it's not gonna happen. And then what Sinclair said is, fine, you guess what? We're gonna go bankrupt. And if we go bankrupt, we're gonna screw you as hard and deep as we can. We're gonna squeeze your clubs so hard. We're gonna put their rights fees down so much and we're gonna do that so my RSN company will stay profitable and your industry is gonna suffer. And you know what Rob did? He looked right in his eyes and he said, that money will come from payroll. You wanna go see Tony Clark about this? Cause he's not gonna be too happy. And Sinclair said, hmm, interesting. You're saying that you'll keep your level of profitability. The value of your teams will keep going up. But if you don't get as much money from us because we squeeze you, you're not going to be upset because you're simply going to make sure you lower your expenses like a rational company would do. That's exactly what I'm saying, Mr. Chairman. So then Sinclair said, all right, we're going to try this another way. 
we're going to go club by club. We're going to go and negotiate with them. We're going to try to renegotiate with them. And we're going to see if there's any possibility, any possibility that we can get teams to renegotiate and give us their streaming rights. And Rob said, good thinking there, but guess what? I've already called all the clubs and here's the problem. They're not allowed to give you their streaming rights. Are you saying that you tortiously interfered with our ability to do a contract? Nope. What I'm saying is look at my eyes, watch me wink. You have zero chance of any of the teams where you have contracts of getting an amended contract that, that will include streaming rights. Zero. Hmm. I wonder what that means for us going forward. Well, here's what it means, Jakey boy. It means that we can go to court and I'll testify and I'll tell you and I'll tell the judge exactly what you're doing here, Mr. Chair. And I'll explain that we've got a contract and if you can't fulfill your contract, no problem, we'll take the rights back because we want them. That's our plan to get as many teams as we can and then bundle it. We're doing it, not you, not you ever. Case dismissed. So we'll see what happens with this case. We'll see what happens with the judge, but you are gonna see, as I told you yesterday, the Padres are just the tip of the iceberg of teams whose rights will revert back to the teams and then get taken over by the league. You are living through a seminal change that dare I say is as big a change as going from channels two, four, and seven to adding channel five. That is a New York reference when there was CBS, NBC, and ABC, and all of a sudden Fox started. You know, you remember. It's as big a change as when I got to sit right next to the TV and click on one of those old machines to find channel J. That's how big this is in baseball and around the country and the world when it comes to broadcast rights and streaming rights. That's why the writers are on strike in Hollywood. That's why the actors may go on strike this month because there is a new world of how things are being monetized and studios and leagues and teams don't wanna share because they're worried. Yes, I'm bringing up the writer's strike again because when we come back for, from the break, I'm gonna talk about maybe the best writers I've ever seen and one of the best, if not the best series finale I've ever seen. And then we're gonna tell you what's going on in Minnesota because you're gonna want a PFD, you're gonna wanna get some paddles because we're gonna go on a canoe ride because people in Minnesota think that we're stupid. But guess what? When I explain to you what went on there with the Minnesota Vikings, you're not gonna feel silly anymore. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Through the first round of the NBA playoffs, it's still all about the Celtics and the Nuggets. Will it be a likely matchup between the two powerhouses for the NBA championship? You can bet on the Celtics to beat the Nuggets at plus 400 or the Nuggets to beat the Celtics at plus 425 right now. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. 
new customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Quentin, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. <laughs> Welcome back to Nothing Personal. I don't know if you just sat through ads. I don't know if you just sat through a wipe. I don't know what you did. Doesn't matter. You're back. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, and letting Metal Arc know that we are an important part of the Metal Arc family of podcasts. Making sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you're live with us every day at 8 a.m. Just get used to it. We're here. Okay. I've had a week. Not just because of my neck. Not just because of my sleep. Not just because I'm in the middle of training for something. No, I've had a week because I watch a bunch of content. Because I review something every day. And I had to live through this week. The end of Succession. The end of Mrs. Maisel. And bad things come in three. I watched the end. The series finale of Ted Lasso. Watched it last night, 76 minutes. Let me get to the end, which is this morning during the run, which I did on the treadmill because I was too scared to run when it was dark out. I rewatched the first three episodes. No, it did not take me the full 90 minutes to do six miles, but I did watch the first three episodes for the second time. Strike that the third time. I've already rewatched it. I don't know why I keep doing it. The Easter eggs from the beginning of the show the story arc, the character arc, the little props, the things, the little mentions that give you an indication as to what's coming at the end of this three season arc are not to be believed. What Joe Kelly and Brendan Hunt, who plays Coach Beard, and Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent, and Jason Sudeikis and Bill Lawrence, what they did in writing Ted Lasso may be the best writing I've seen and that includes Succession. The way they did the finale left me completely satisfied in a way that Maisel and Succession did not, which were great finales, don't get me wrong. And I was so appreciative and I reviewed them both and love those series. But Ted Lasso is on another level. The brilliance of what the inside jokes are that are available to you if you're paying attention. The real life nature of the emotion looking back and saying, this is what this show was about from the beginning. And then the Cat Stevens song comes on. I don't want to spoil the finale for you, except to say that the Cat Stevens song that was chosen is one of the top five songs. And I've got a top list of songs. It is in my top five. And if I had thought about it for one minute, and it's why I'm not a writer, it's why I'm not in the writer's room. If I had thought about it, it is the only song they could have used at the end of the series. 
you will cry, you will laugh, and you will feel empty when it's done, but you'll walk around smiling. And that's what I did after last night. And maybe that's why I didn't sleep well, because I was so thankful for the ride that was Ted Lasso. I wish I could spoil what the song was, but I don't want to. But when you hear it, you'll know they were right and you will agree. Okay, I can't believe that's the end of Ted Lasso. I really can't. All right, Coca. Do you have your PFD on? You know the orange things that you put over your neck, which right now I don't think I could, and you tie it in a bow and you tie it in a knot and you put it over your shoulder like a soldier on the go and you've got it strapped under your under your legs and you get into a boat and you're paddling and you're rocking back and forth and you're hoping that you don't land in the lakes because they're cold. And then you look around and somebody's trying to tip your canoe and then you realize that they've got ill intention and you realize you're being misled and you thought that you didn't have to wear boating shoes, you didn't have to wear a swimsuit and all of a sudden your clothes are wet and you're cold. You know that feeling? That's the feeling that all Minnesotans should have with the load of crap that was given to you yesterday. Huge announcement. Hallelujah. All the money that was used by the public to help build the new Minnesota Viking Stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium, that money that we borrowed is going to be paid off early. By the end of June, we're wiping all the debt. It's like paying your mortgage off early. Hallelujah, Hanavi. Big announcement. We weren't supposed to pay this debt off until 2046. It's like having a 30-year mortgage and all of a sudden you win or you find a pile of money and you say, hey, I'm going to pay off this debt and this way I'll own my house free and clear. How much money do you save from doing that? Minnesota told you that taxpayers are saving $226 million in interest. And that's interest that would have been paid over time between now and 2046. What a great move. I mean, we've got to celebrate. There's a surplus in the state budget. Don't use it on teachers. Don't use it on increasing pay for teachers or ambulance drivers or doctors or nurses fire people, garbage people. I want to use it to retire debt. And here's where we got the money. Shh. Shh. We got it from you. Huh? I don't get it. No, no. We got it from the people of Minnesota. Well, what do you mean? That 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 can't be right because the guy who runs the Vikings He's like the executive vice president of public affairs. His name is Lester Bailey. And I just saw his quote, you're lying to me. I'm way better off as a citizen of Minnesota. Look what Lester Bailey said. He said the decision to pay off the debt is great news and the latest chapter in a success story that has benefited Vikings fans, the city of Minnesota, the sit, ready, 4869. Lester Bailey, the Vikings executive vice president of public affairs, called the decision great news and the latest chapter in a success story that has benefited Vikings fans, the city of Minneapolis and the state of Minnesota. You are a Hall of Fame candidate for the biggest crock of crap quote of all time. Paying off the debt early is beneficial to our fans and the people of Minneapolis. Tell me again where the money came from. 
Ah, ready? On three, say it with me. One, two, three. From you and your gambling. There was a bill that was signed by the governor. His name is Tim Waltz. And this bill called for an allocation of money that can be used to pay the outstanding stadium bonds, wiping away that debt. And guess where they got it from? They got it from legalizing electronic pull tab games. Tax revenue from legalizing electronic pull tab games. That's like the Monopoly games when you go get a quarter pounder and Big Mac and you've got the pull tab and you look up and you say, oh, two cherries. Hey, I got a milkshake. Hey, I got a million dollars. Oh no, that's not right. I need three of those cherries. I got one quarter pounder, buy one, get one free. Hell yeah. Let me go back to McDonald's. Bogos never hurt the company that gives them. I promise you that. So what Minnesota did is they allowed people who can't afford to, to play electronic pull tab games, you all lose, and the money that you spend on those pull tab games is going to pay down the debt that your government puts you in to build the stadium. Outstanding. Wouldn't it be cool if Minnesota instead had passed a bill that said that for corporations that move into Minnesota, we are going to have a quick penny tax and we are gonna use the tax that we are increasing for these companies. And we're gonna use that as good corporate citizens, they're gonna be okay with it, but we're gonna use that in order to pay down the stadium debt. Wouldn't it be cool if the government surplus came because they had found a way to tax people who had not been paying their taxes? And this is not me being Bernie Sanders. This is not me being anti-corporate. This is not me being someone who doesn't like public financing because I do, and I got public financing. This is me telling you, where's the transparency? Where is it? Don't tell me that it's the greatest day in Vikings history and for all the people of Minneapolis when all you've done is come up with another way to separate people from their money who don't engage with your product. This is like getting back to the cable situation where you have to in your cable bill pay for channels you don't watch. But David, you're overreacting because people who play the electronic pull tag games, they get a chance to win something. All right. That's like saying that people who get addicted to opioids have a chance to not feel pain anymore. I'm worked up about this issue because I don't like people taking victory laps when they are misleading you. I don't like when they come and sink my battleship. It's like pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining. What if I didn't have a show and the people in Minnesota had no idea what was going on? You're just believing the PR spin that happens all over the country all the time to make you feel better so that you don't realize the truth. It's just wrong. It's almost as wrong as my picks of the day, but not quite. God, do I suck. Noah Syndergaard, you're the worst. You're not Thor. You're not even Ant-Man. You're the actor who plays Flash. That's what you are. Hanging on by a thread, hoping not to get canceled. Should call you Ezra Syndergaard. How the hell was he favored 240 over the Nats? 
when the Nats are not the Tigers. Maybe they are, actually. Who are the Nats not? They're not the A's. They're not the Royals. We lost. Syndergaard did not pitch well when five innings gave up five runs. He then had a very weird quote about his game that did not make me feel good if I am the president of his team. He said, I would give away my hypothetical firstborn to be the old me. Well, from someone who grew up learning about the story of Passover and understanding what the 10 plagues are, let me only say this, Noah, and that's your name. The irony is not lost on me. I would only say that giving up your hypothetical firstborn to be the old you, that might be not your best plan. Maybe I'm wrong here. I don't want to overreact to what people are saying. Oh, that's a joke. He wouldn't actually give up his firstborn. I don't think he was thinking about the 10 plagues. My guess is you're right. But my real guess is that you're going to get designated because you stink. And as soon as the pitchers come back, whether it's Dustin or Julio or anybody for the Dodgers, Syndergaard's done. And I'm sorry that I had him over Corbin, who's even worse. But I thought that Alec Manoa would be fine. I'm pretty sure that was going to be a win. But it wasn't. So we're 81 and 85. Is this a record? I think we were seven games under 500 earlier in the year. We're now four under. Here are my two picks for today. I'm going back to the Minnesota Twinkies over the Cleveland Guardians. I'm going to my guy, Pablo Lopez, the former Marlin, traded for the Arias, who's going to win the batting championship for a second year in a row for a different league. That must be some sort of record. Very cool to do that. I assume he's still number one in batting. He's not hitting 400 anymore. I've not looked. I assume he's still hitting 360 or 370, which is going to be way good enough to win the batting title, although we are only June 1st. That said, he's hitting 381. My God. All right, Pablo Lopez and the Twins over the Guardians, and now let's pick today's game. You must assume that in the finals, when I told you the Nuggets are going to win in five games as a wait to see that I'm going the Nuggets minus eight and a half, and you'd be wrong. Because my thought was to go Nuggets minus eight and a half because they're a team that will not be rusty. Everything will be fine. And then I realized that I got to go opposite of what I really think because that's how cold I am. And by the way, the Heat keep performing well in game ones on the road. Let's go with the fact that they're hot and let's take the eight and a half. And then I said to myself, but if that's what I really think, then I got to go the Nuggets minus eight and a half. And then I said, Vinzini, I certainly cannot drink the poison in front of me. But then I realized that as cold as I am, whether the poison's in front of me or in front of him, either way, I'm going to lose. So I got to choose one side or the other. Here it goes. Ready? Heat plus eight and a half versus Nuggets is my official pick. And I would not feel upset at all if you fade me, go against me. When I'm hot, I'm hot. When I'm cold, I'm cold. But under all scenarios, it's just business. This is nothing personal. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.